Temple bells. Temple bells. It's puja time in the city. Ring a ling. Hope the gods see. It's puja time again. <laughs> and onward. Hi, I'm Big. And I'm White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So what are we talking about today, Big? <laughs> I don't know why. I just like have the giggles. Come on. I can't. I can never make you happy. What can I do to make you happy? I am happy. I'm giggling. <laughs> um, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Desai. Woo! Which is... And everyone is like, yeah, what, what the is crap is that? Desai? <laughs> Um, Desai is a festival here in Nepal. It's not just a festival. It is the festival. Capital T, capital F. It's the biggest (laughs) holiday of the year. Kind of our Christmas equivalent in a lot of ways, except more goats dying. Mm, Yeah. Um, but we will get into that. But before that, I want to talk about our amazing adventure that we went on last weekend. Yeah. I think that's the highlight for like both of our weeks. Yeah, for sure. So um, our friend who lives in the village invited us to come and visit her for the kind of most important day of Desai. And so we went and it was adventurous. It was. (laughs) Yeah. So we went on Big's motorcycle. Mm, Yeah. Which I've been kind of traumatized by in the past. It has some shifting issues. Yeah, once we were going up this hill, we were coming out of an underground parking lot, and I tried to shift from second into first, and I got stuck in neutral, so we just rolled backwards down I, like, just <laughs> clamped onto her shoulders and, like, wrapped my legs around. You did perfect. Like a you little didn't monkey. move. You just let me take over. I couldn't have moved if I wanted to. <laughs> Okay, but then I liked how when I went to try again, you were like, I will walk up the hill. Thank you. (laughs) But all that's to say that I'm super proud of you for being willing to go with me on (laughs) much more difficult roads. (laughs) Yeah. I think we have paved roads for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of it was paved. But yeah, most of it was very rocky uphill and I was a little bit nervous. But by the end... I mean, I was totally confident in oh, your good. abilities. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was really fun because I really like riding motorcycles, but I don't have any off-road experience, really. Mm. Like, I've never done dirt biking or anything. Yeah. So it was definitely challenging and kind of a new experience. And I feel like I got better at it. I really gained yeah. some new skills. So it was fun. Yeah, we went out. And I mean, the village is like 45 minutes, an hour away from where we live in Kathmandu. And if doing something new and a little bit scary burns calories, I think I burned like 10,000 calories that day. (laughs) And like, actually, we'd been to these villages that we visited before. Yeah, but we took the bus. Yeah, we had taken the bus and we had never been to our friend's house before. She just kind of pointed out like, oh, this is the village. We're like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And then just kept driving past it. And so this time we like went there and, and we'd call her and be like, 
where are you? I think we're in the village. Uh, she's like, go up top. I'm like, oh, what is it? How far? Go more, more. We're like, so then we go more and we call her and we're like, hey, we're at this shop. No, that's too far. Go back down. So yeah. we kept like, and we're like these two white girls I on know, a motorcycle. Everyone's staring at us. Well, it's hard. Like, how do you give directions in a village? There's not really very yeah. good landmarks or none of the roads have right. names or anything. So. And like Nepalis give directions different ways. Like the word for up top also can mean like go north or it could mean go on top of the hill right. or just yeah. go further. Our friend was telling us that she always gets confused because when she says up, she means uphill. But when her brother says up, he means north, which is the opposite way. Yeah. And so they always are confusing each other because they're trying to tell each other where to go. So it's like, oh, good. It's not just us. Like, everyone has this problem. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I also had this amazing moment where we were stopped and you were calling our friend to (laughs) ask for directions. And I was kind of standing by the motorcycle. And suddenly I just get attacked with this flower wreath. oldish guy ran up behind me and threw this it's like a lay basically Mm, made made of marigolds they're beautiful he had one with him and people use them to like bless people on auspicious occasions and he like snuck up behind me and threw it around my neck and then like (laughs) ran away and I was so surprised. I like shocked me, and then I like, probably yelled. shocked him. He's like, "Oh no, I've done something bad." <laughs> it was so funny. Like, I didn't think it was gonna like, give him good karma, but he was like really nervous to do it. So he just like, I mean, you had like a good foot and a half on him. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I yelled after him, like, "Thank you!" And he was like, <laughs> just like kept going. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, that was good. How about you? What was your favorite? most exciting part of our trip okay so of course my story is gonna involve animals because they all do somehow because you're secretly cinderella secretly very deep down i really i don't think i used to be like that in america Maybe like, maybe you didn't notice because it wasn't so unusual maybe or something so. i mean i guess in america you're like close to dogs and cats and like that's Normal. Normal. But here, when we're in the village, then we have all of these different animals that you don't really get to encounter or, you know, mm-hmm. be so close to. Right. In Nepal. So you just have like a, a broader, a bigger group to choose yeah. from. <laughs> and I broadened the group <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> um, so we were sitting in this lady's house and drinking tea. And then our friend, like, I have. A surprise for you. <laughs> There's a new friend for you to meet. <laughs> because every time we go out with this friend, I always like, I have an eye for details too. So I like see like, oh, there's a little crab right there. How do you say that in a poly? Or, yeah. oh yeah, there's a slug. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Oh, slug friend. <laughs> so she knows this about me. But anyway, we have a friend for you to meet. And I'm like, oh no, what if it's going to be really lame or something? So we go outside and there's like a water buffalo. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, water buffalo. We see them all the time. But (laughs) then, then we see it. It was the hugest goat I have ever seen in (laughs) Nepal. Really glorious. Oh my gosh. So majestic. So regal. (laughs) I mean, not only was it tall, it was probably like bigger than a Great Dane, I would say. Oh, yeah. But also, it had these, like, weird 
long, fluffy hair tufts <laughs> on it. So it just looked like, I mean, it knew it was the shit. Yes. <laughs> I am the goat of all goats. Well, and there was only one of him. And so, like, where did you come from? Right. I've never seen a goat like that before. No. And, yeah, he knew he was special. And so we're like, <laughs> oh, my God, it was so amazing. He kept making this weird face. Like, um, you guys the know, duck like, face. the duck face, but with a goat. <laughs> and so he kind of, like, rolled his eyes back in his head and did, like, a with his lips. I'm sure you can picture that. And... We were so excited. And then the the lady who owned this goat was like trying to tell us something we didn't really understand. We're like something about her shoulders, something about standing. We're like, and she, you know, she was like really excited about it. And we're like, I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. And so then a couple minutes later, she she brings in the water buffalo and then she's like take a picture take a picture and so i'm like filming as the goat comes like prancing along he's so happy he's like wagging his tail all excited and then her husband shows up and gives him some treats and you know he's like this humongous dog to them and then we find out that the goat can do tricks and he started standing up on his hind legs and dancing around. So good. And it was amazing. And our friend was like really scared of him. <laughs> she was like hiding around the corner behind the house. Uh, so good. Like she like wanted to participate. Like you could like just see her little hand. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, she's like what four nine i maybe? mean that goat is probably as tall as her don't yeah. you think <laughs> oh standing at that goat was probably what oh, did you six say like foot, foot maybe yeah. yeah and you don't quite know what goats are gonna be like they're kind of buttholes sometimes. yeah they can be real ornery but anyway that i was so delighted i continue to be delighted <laughs> and i showed it to my roommate last night that video and she was delighted too so it's not just us being amazed maybe oh. one day we'll share it with you all yeah it's glorious. i've taken a screenshot so if you guys follow us on instagram you will see that or maybe by the time this episode posts you will have seen it and you will have context for that weird picture so you will yeah. understand the glory yeah go back and visit the animal post <laughs> okay so what is Desai? Let's, let's break it down let's get into it first of all Desai is a hindu holiday it's the biggest holiday of the year in nepal and it's 15 days long that's crazy Did you know that i knew it was long but i think i didn't realize it was yeah. that long i learned a lot when i was looking this up even though i've lived here for four years <laughs> So this website that I found says, Desai is the longest and most auspicious festival in the Nepalese <laughs> annual calendar, which can we please talk about how auspicious. never have I heard the word auspicious so much. It's amazing. Everything can be auspicious here. Yeah, it's magical. But yeah, so the like roots of the festival is that it's commemorating a great victory of the gods over the wicked demons. And... There's various stories about it, but kind of the main story that we follow, we people, not me, I'm not Hindu, uh, that is followed in this holiday is about the queen mother goddess Durga, and she defeats the demon Mahishasur, mm, great. who terrorized the earth as a brutal water buffalo. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, if a water buffalo did 
go bad. That would be really scary. They are kind of scary. They're, they're ginormous and they're animals. real bony, kind of like skeletal. Yeah, they kind got of the like big horns. Not so. What's that word? Patchy. They're kind of. Patchy. <laughs> um, this website that I was reading said. So throughout the kingdom of Nepal, the goddess Durga and all her manifestations are worshipped with innumerable pujas, which are like religious rituals, abundant offerings, and thousands of animal sacrifices for the ritual, thus drenching the goddess for days in blood. Mm, yeah. yeah, there are certain parts, like the old parts of the city where all the sacrifices happen that... I just don't really want to go to on Desai. It is crazy. Like knee deep. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that on the sacrifice day. It is disgusting. Um, so basically the way the festival works is it's 15 days long. It goes from the new moon, new moon to the full moon. Okay, so for the first nine days of the festival, they're commemorating the ferocious battle. And basically, if the goddess is properly worshipped and pleased during this time, then good fortunes are on the way. But if she gets angered through neglect, then misfortunes are found around the corner. I know. So you're basically just trying to appease the mother goddess because she is the source of life and everything. I mean, women. We got it going on. You know what I'm saying? She sounds a little temperamental, though. So True. maybe don't like totally align yourself. With her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is like badass enough to slay a crazy water buffalo, yeah. which happens on day 10, which yeah. is insane. And then the last five days after that is celebrating her victory. Um, So like each day of the festival has different pujas, um, different religious rituals associated with it. Kind of the main ones are on the first day, people make this like water vessel thing and then they plant little seeds in it, usually rice, right? And um, oh. do you know about this? No, so, but it makes sense because they have the little shoots. Yeah, exactly. Afterwards. So it gets blessed by a priest. And then for the next 10 days, it's, it goes into a specific room, which is called the like Desai house. And he gets prayed over and they water it and stuff. And actually, I just learned this. Usually women aren't allowed to participate in that. It's like only men can do the In the blessing. The grass and watering. They can't even go in the room where the plant is. Huh. Yeah. I mean, that's probably like the more like strict religious people. But so then on the 10th day, you have these little like sprouts of grass that are like five to six inches long. And that's used for all the blessings that happen on that day. Yeah. So on that day, it's the day that they celebrate the water buffalo being killed. And on that day, you go around and you visit all your relatives. And all the older relatives bless the younger relatives. Hmm. Which that's the day that we went to the village on. Right. Yeah. So we got to experience that firsthand, which was kind of fun. Like. I don't know. I thought it was interesting what they would say when they were doing the blessing, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, if the people were in school, like as the school kids and they talk about, you know, oh, may you study well this year. May your life be full of blessing, you know, in that way. And then with like the real little kids, they talked about like growing strong and like obeying your elders and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. So the older person kind of picks like a specific topic to like really bless the person with. And it's funny, too, because. So, yeah, they have the little grass shoots and then which they usually like tuck 
um, behind their ear. Mm -hmm. And then you also have Tika, which is, um, if you guys have seen Hindus with the red dot on their forehead, that's Tika. Um, but for Desai or other like honorable kind of events like weddings, then you get this Tika that's the, what do you call the red powder? Vermilion Mm -hmm. powder. And then rice, and then all of that mixed together with water so that it's a paste. Mm -hmm. And then the elder person who's doing the blessing puts a big old chunk of this rice tikka on their forehead. And like the more tikka that you put on the forehead, then the more like you're blessed. And so like people will receive this and they always have their hands cupped below their head so that they can catch all of yeah, the, that's falling the rice off. that's falling. And sometimes, oh man, like the older people really get into it. So you have like their whole forehead is covered in <laughs> <Yes>. rice. <laughs> so good. There's like all these memes about it that people get posted during yes. the site. We'll post them. They're hilarious. Uh, um, but actually, I want to rewind a little bit. Before that day, um, there's some other traditions that happen that I think are pretty interesting. So there's one day, day seven, where they like take this fabric and fill it with holy water, banana stalks, sugar cane, and something else. And then they carry it around, Brahmins, so high caste people, carry it around with a gold-tipped and embroidered umbrella. <laughs> Oh, I have not seen this. I have never heard of this. And government officials joined for the parade, and it's a feast day. So hmm. funny. Then the day after that, the like really more orthodox people will fast. And this is when the animal sacrifices start. So they start at night, and it's called the dark night. Yeah. And then um, lower caste people who aren't fasting, they start feasting and eating lots of meat, naturally, because yeah. they just killed all yeah. these animals. So day nine, this is the like most intense day. And this is the day you were talking about where the blood, it just flows. So there's like military parades and demonstrations and they do sacrifices in these like ancient holy courtyards until this is the same website I was looking at said the courtyard is filled ankle deep with blood. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Um, a lot of blood. And that's also the day that they sacrifice to, like, cars and stuff. Have you oh, seen that? Oh, yes. So this it said that they sacrifice to all moving machinery, like cars, airplanes, trucks, etc., to get the blessing from the goddess for re- protection for vehicles and their occupants against accidents yeah. during the year. So, so they'll do, like, like, you'll see white and red paint or yellow paint. Not paint, but like the the tikka kind of paste mm-hmm. on vehicles. Yeah, it's like you did like a little religious blessing yeah. upon your motorcycle. It's kind of amazing. And yeah, so then after that is the day when everyone starts visiting their families. So day 10 is the big day. But then after that, there's four days of visiting around and like mm-hmm. visiting all the different people in your family and getting blessings from them and you blessing them. And, and then day 15, you don't leave your house. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Makes sense to me. I need that after Christmas. Oh, my goodness. So it's basically like a mass exodus. Like everybody who because in Nepal, like a lot of people have left the village, like young people are living in Kathmandu or outside. But like people who are living in Kathmandu just pour out. All the buses are full, full and then some. Right. Because everyone's going home to their village where all their relatives live for the holiday which is so nice like it's Mm -hmm. a time when families get together and for a lot of people it's like one of the best times to travel because nepalis don't really get like 
normal like vacation time yeah. like we would have. I mean, they, they get a lot of days off for holidays. Six days a week. Yeah, but they only get holidays off. They don't get their like own yeah. vacation time. So yeah, but it is so weird to be in Kathmandu during Desai mm-hmm. because it feels empty. I actually read that this year they estimated 2.4 million people exited the Kathmandu wow. Valley. I think there's only like 5 million people that live in the valley. Yeah. So half of the population left. Yeah. And it's like empty. I mean, the roads are empty. There's no traffic. One of my friends used to, every year on Desai, ride his bicycle around Ring Road. Because it's like, there's no cars. It's like the best time to do it. (laughs) Kind of fun. It's cool. And people like... When they're preparing for Desai, they clean their home and they decorate everything. And like, I don't know if you noticed, but like all the shops, they get their signs repainted. Mm-hmm. So everything looks all nice and new and it's fun. People yeah. get new clothes. And- yes, that's my favorite is seeing like all of the older guys wear these little caps and they're made out of this special kind of fabric. And a lot of older guys wear this, but on Desai, they all get new ones. Yeah. And it's my favorite to see all because they wear these things. Like 24 7, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. So they get pretty greasy by the end of the year. And then Desai comes and, and everybody new gets topies. new topies. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting. In a lot of ways, it's a really fun holiday. Like you're getting new stuff, you're cleaning your house, you're visiting family. There's also like other really fun things that happen, like um, kids fly kites. It's oh, like yeah, yeah. the kite flying time of year and every store is selling kites and the shops decorate their windows with kites and, you know, you can look outside and like see all these kites up in the sky yeah. and it's really fun. And um, what else? The pings? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Pings are like swings. <laughs> <laughs> they usually make them per neighborhood. So you could probably walk about four blocks and see a ping. Like in any direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're so cool. They're really tall, big swings. Yeah. And they're made out of bamboo. Mm-hmm. And they bend it up and tie it all up with rope. And then people swing on them. And I mean, they're big, so you can go high. Oh, yeah. It's fun. We were on a ping in our friend's village. And she kept asking us beforehand when, like, when we're going up to it. Because, you know, of course, like, okay, we're going to go over to my friend's house and then we're going to go swing on the ping. Like, <laughs> it's like such a, a big deal. But she kept asking us, like, are you scared? Are you nervous? Is it going to be okay? Do you want to do it? And we're like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> of it's we not a big it. deal. But then we realized that, you know, Nepalis don't have like the super tall swing sets like we grew up with. So it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. it's really fun. Mm-hmm. The first ping that I did last year when I moved here was actually, it was kind of in the mountains. And so they didn't have bamboo, but they had birch trees that they cut down. So they cut down four trees and in the ground. So that thing was solid. (laughs) It was really fun. That's awesome. And then they leave the pings up all year round until you're like, oh, please don't swing up. Yeah. Only very small children on that dried up creaky ping. (laughs) Um, other fun stuff. People play cards a lot. Mm. It's like gambling time. <laughs> I don't know why. And they, I feel like they play a specific game too. There's other games that they play throughout the year, but there's like one card game that yeah. always gets played during Desai. That's another thing. There was like all these memes about. <laughs> like everyone was posting that. It's funny. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, you know, it's vacation time. It's everyone gets a break from like the richest person to the poorest person yeah. and 
It's really fun to see like a, a granny swaying on a ping. Yeah. Like everybody <laughs> just lets loose. Party atmosphere. Yeah. It's, it's great. Awesome. Nepalis really know how to let loose. Like they work hard and then they're just silly. Yeah. You know, they like Americans, we don't really have the freedom to feel very silly. <laughs> I don't know. I think <laughs> we let that all out on Halloween, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then you eat a lot. Like when we were in the village, everybody has like little meals that they want to give you and soda that they don't usually buy. And everyone wants to serve you soda. I guess because they don't want to like prepare tea for everybody who's coming by. So they just buy soda. I also think it's a time of year thing. Mm. It's probably still considered, quote unquote, the warm time of year. So it's like uh, categorical. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, man, we had so much soda. I know. It was, we were all wired, including our, our friend who, like, lives in that village. Yeah. She was like, I have never drank so much soda in my life. Oh, man. <laughs> like, yep. There's a video of me going back down the stairs, and I was, like, dancing. <laughs> I like, didn't even think about it Sugar high. <laughs> like, why? Because you had 10 cups of Mountain Dew. That's yeah, why. And no water. <laughs> Just Mountain Dew. So, um... Yeah, like, what are your thoughts on Desai? I mean, you last year you were trekking during Desai, mm-hmm. so this is kind of your first time experiencing it in Kathmandu yeah. and in the village. And what do you, what do you think? It's an interesting holiday because we don't just don't really have a concept or like a box to put Desai in. Mm-hmm. And so I was a little bit like nervous about what it was going to be like to go to the village as somebody who isn't Hindu. Um, and like who doesn't worship the same gods. I was kind of nervous that it was going to be awkward if I don't take Tika. But mm-hmm. yeah, our friend was like, oh, you guys aren't Hindu. You're Christian, right? You don't take Tika. Okay, cool. And so then we kind of just had the freedom to like sit back and watch them and their customs. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I still don't really know that much about it. But it's just really fun to get to see people that we see working so hard on other days of the year and just yeah. having fun and yeah nepalis have a really great sense of humor <laughs> like <laughs> they're willing to laugh about anything so true so, i love it it's interesting to see yeah exactly like you're saying something so unfamiliar but also to like know intellectually that to other people it's something that's really nostalgic mm-hmm. and there's so much like history and feeling and tradition all yeah. wrapped up in it you know like one of the when I was doing my research for this, one of the websites was talking about like, yeah, you know how like we Nepalis don't actually know that much about Desai, like the religious roots of it. So we should learn more about it. And, you know, it's not mm-hmm. just all about pings and kites and gambling right. and feasting. And I was kind of like, yeah, it was so interesting to see that perspective because I feel like we have such a similar thing that goes on in the U.S. with religious holidays where yeah. people are like, you know, Christmas, it's not just about gift giving and, you know, hot spice drinks and whatever. Like it has religious connotations. And it's just so interesting to see similar things that humanity right. does in a totally right. different context, yep. you know, and also trying to like believe that these things are nostalgic for people. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, kites, that's cool. But they're all like, oh my God, I remember every year when I was a kid, like I would get a kite, blah, blah. It's like, it has such like a deep yeah. emotional feeling and I'm just kind of shrugging my shoulders. Like, <laughs> like kites. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yay for kites. <laughs> but it's neat to live here and get to experience it because I think if you're a Westerner and if you know anything about it, then you probably know about the 
buffalo and goats being sacrificed and like that side of it but mm-hmm. you don't really see like the lighter side of it right the part that like normal people experience yeah that is true because yeah like you said like not everybody celebrating desai here is a super strict hindu and who you know knows exactly all of the religious tradition they right. just see like the fun like a nominal christian in america celebrating christmas and just seeing it as a fun time with family and right santa claus and yeah do you know like like are there i wonder if like buddhists or people of other religions here kind of still do some of the fun parts of the holiday you know because they also would have time off from work and school and stuff right some of my friends live in the northern north part of the city where there's more buddhists and they still have different things going on like they open up the temples that wouldn't normally be open and Mm. i think they have time off and yeah i mean there is crossover between the two religions here so yeah i i have kind of mixed feelings about desai you know there is a lot of fun stuff about it but i also it feels really dark to me Mm -hmm. like i don't know all like the sacrifices i think and kind of the focus on like violence and like battles and stuff Mm. There's something about it that feels a little bit oppressive. It's like, I know that it aspects of the holiday are fun for people who are participating, but it's almost like I know too much about it or something. Mm-hmm. Like my immediate associations with Desai are like seeing all the goats that I know are going to be dead yeah. like, sometime in the next oh, week. Yeah. And I'm just like, it doesn't feel joyful. Right. Or like celebratory. It feels kind of heavy. Yeah. Which is only, like, that was all of my past experience. So that's why going to the village and seeing the nicer bits mm, was yeah. kind of unexpected. Mm-hmm, but, totally. yeah, I definitely know what you mean. I mean, Hindu history or lore, whatever you want to call it, is pretty crazy and, like, <laughs> gnarly being yeah. the best word, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is interesting, too, to think about how ancient traditions transition into modern day Mm. you know i mean we as christians have a little bit of this with like our old testament traditions but i remember thinking about this when i was in japan too it's like you know seeing these really modern looking businessmen in their suits going into these ancient caves and you know (laughs) like washing their money for good luck ritually and same thing with hinduism in nepal like as nepal is developing and kind of coming into the modern world it's interesting to see like what pieces of the ancient depths get brought along yeah. and which ones kind of go away. So things that to me seem not modern, like doing animal sacrifices or whatever, are totally still happening. Right. And yeah, it's interesting to see how that plays out in different mm-hmm. cultures. So true. Oh, Nepal. Oh, Nepal. It's so contradictory in so many ways. It you is. can never nail down Nepal. Which is why it's so interesting and fun and exciting. Yeah. For being such a small country, like, if you ever think you know everything about Nepal, then (laughs) you're wrong. (laughs) Uh, Well, am I allowed to wish everyone a happy Desai? That feels weird. (laughs) I said that to someone and they were like, but you're a Christian. I'm like, oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) I mean, if a Hindu wished me a Merry Christmas. And be like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, to all our Nepali friends out there, I hope you had a really enjoyable time with family and friends over Desai. Yeah. And I hope you got some sweet new duds 
<laughs> which means close. <laughs> I hope it was an auspicious holiday for yes. you all. <laughs> now we can all get ready for Tihar, which is the next festival coming up. My favorite one. Okay, well, now it's time for our segment of the week. Spooky edition. Big. What? Guess what episode number it is. Um, episode 13. 13. Which is coming out on Halloween. Oh my gosh, it's like we planned it. The spookiest thing ever. It's not Friday, but that's okay. You know, we did our best. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is coming out during our classy Halloween cocktail party yes. that we're hosting. So. I know you guys aren't surprised at all that we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you all are listening while we are drinking spooky cocktails. Yes. So we're really excited. We're going to have it at my flat. We're going to have like some special Halloween cocktails and like a spooky kind of cheese plate. And I'm so excited. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's I think... I mean, I like Halloween a lot. I liked it as a kid. I love dressing up. My mom is awesome, like fun crafter mom. So it's like, what can we make? Yeah. You know, make fun costumes. And we always would have uh, orange and black dinner. Oh, that's so fun. So we would have like uh, raisins and olives and carrots. And we would put orange food coloring in our milk and then mac and cheese. Aww. And it was amazing. She yeah. did that right. Yeah, my mom was like the fun mom. She inspired me. Like, I feel like I want to have kids just because I want to pass on that funness <laughs> yes. to someone else. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun as an adult to celebrate it. I think because we live overseas, mm-hmm. it feels like such an American holiday. Yeah. You know? It's not something that other people really celebrate. No, not much. even like our other foreigner friends really celebrate it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun to like introduce it to people. But actually, when I was a little kid, I hated Halloween because my like I'm way younger than all of my siblings. And so I had to go ha- trick or treating by myself. Oh, no. And I was super shy, which I'm sure you guys didn't see coming because <laughs> I started a podcast. But um, yeah, it was really embarrassing for me. So I've kind of gotten into it more as an adult yeah that's kind of backwards but yeah it's funny but i attribute it to the fact that i have recently started another instagram account new obsession Uh, i spent all my time on instagram but this instagram account is um it's called vampires of new york and it is kind of like satire on humans of new york but it's just kind of like supposed to be funny and relatable tales of vampires living in modern day society. It's amazing. My favorite one so far is about the internet creeper guy. Yes. <laughs> no one knows you're a vampire on the internet. <laughs> it's so fun. I get to take stock images and turn them into vampires. So I'm like getting way better at Photoshop skills. And that's all that I spend my weekends doing. That's amazing. Well, yeah. what's the Instagram handle? So all it's, of our listeners can go follow yeah, you. Yeah, please do, you guys. It's called the at symbol Vamps of New York. So Vamps of NY, right? Yep. Yep. And I mean, since it's Halloween, it's a great Halloween themed post Halloween yes. excitement that you can check out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not Halloween anymore if you're listening to this. Yeah. 
cool beans. I'm excited for you. And not creepy at all if you would. Fun and hilarious yeah. vampires. Slighthearted. Yes, for sure. Anyway, um, we hope y'all. What? You keep saying y'all. I know. It is not my influence. I don't know where it comes from. You've now said it more times than I have in my whole <laughs> life. I, I mean, it is a really handy plural version of you, but you guys. it's not from my dialect. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I uh, really hope all of you guys are having a really great Halloween and drink a little cocktail for us. Yeah. Yeah. If you like, if you guys celebrate, you should just message us. Tell us how you celebrated your Halloween. Yeah. We want to see your pictures yeah. of your cool costumes, maybe spooky drinks that you drank. Yeah. Send Adorable pumpkin shaped snacks. We're yeah. down. We're yeah. into it. We are into it. <laughs> We're into everything. It took us like four hours to find cocktail recipes that we could actually make in Nepal. Right. They didn't have blackberries. Oh, <laughs> they're all blackberries or like some kind of liqueur that we can't get here. I mean, our selection is expanding, but it's not, not that broad not yet. expanded, though. Mm-hmm. Not enough. <laughs> Well, you guys know how to contact us. You know you can email us. You know we have a Facebook and an Instagram. And we love, love, love to hear from you guys. Yeah, so so fun. Keep it coming. And remember the big white secret. If you mention us on your social media, which we hope that you do, just don't mention or link to our personal accounts. Yep, and don't forget to check out our Patreon page. We are super grateful to all of our patrons, and we promise to use the money for only podcast-related things. So responsible, usually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so should we, like, hang up now? Yeah, okay, I think so. Yeah, I think I'm going to hang up. Okay, 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 okay.